Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. Allocating money to respond to homelessness is sometimes easier than actually spending it. That's one of the lessons that came out of Monmouth recently, where a church planned to use more than a million dollars of state money to build a micro-shelter, but then had to scrap those plans in the face of community resistance. Bill Paler wrote about this for the Statesman Journal, and he joins us now with the details. Bill, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Doing very well. Thanks for joining us today. Sure. I want to start with the, the big picture. What did you hear about what homelessness looks like in Polk County right now in the, the Mid Valley, as opposed to in more urban areas? Well, when we talk about Polk County, specifically what we're talking about in this stuff is rural Polk County. So that is, uh, there are five cities in Polk County um, and they don't count West Salem as part of that. Um, as you know, what uh, Salem's broken up into Polk County and Marion County. But other than that, uh, what they what you don't necessarily see it in the same way that i see it going through a walk through my neighborhood or you know where we see tents popping up all over the place and we see encampments um in when it comes to rural polk county <clears throat> you see more like um you know somebody just taking in the you know i, I was hearing stories about um a child be you know whose whose father wasn't around the mother died and somebody would just you know this is a teenager just take him in in a spare room or people living in um in rvs that are not hooked up to anything and you know it just looks differently than say you know the the drive through portland where you know you're gonna see some tents here and there um so you don't necessarily see it in rural polk county but it's there and they have they have evidence of that through the point in time counts um which it's pretty dramatic how many people in rural polk county uh, you know are experiencing homelessness and as we've heard over the years, there there's a lot of assumptions that those point in time counts are not even a, a full accounting of people experiencing homelessness. But but what do the recent counts show? That and that's definitely what I've what I've heard too. Um, I, that. It, it, they it's 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 hard and let's face it we all know that it's very hard for them to find just everybody who's homeless uh who's experiencing homelessness at a certain point um the latest ones that i saw uh and as we all know uh, again drastically undercounting but the latest ones it was something like um 144 people total uh in the in the point in time count in rural Pont county um that includes people who are at risk of being homeless uh or no sorry that includes the ones who are sheltered homeless and unsheltered homeless 91 unsheltered homeless 43 sheltered homeless um and of those 34 percent of them are in dallas 25 percent in monmouth and independence 30 percent are in false city which is a lot and then there's others who live in um in in many other places because Polk county is a big place and only has you know really the four cities uh or five four and a half we could call it um so a lot of them there's 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 plenty of people and 16 percent of those live in a vehicle um 41 live outside uh you know they there are all these statistics about that kind of stuff that that people give out that it's pretty it's pretty amazing when you when you consider how many people are there hmm. As you reported not too long ago, the current debate in Monmouth, the, the debate was that was really raging last month, 
It was precipitated by a big statewide infusion of money uh, approved by the legislature, signed by the governor to address homelessness and housing affordability. Um, Two bills that allocated $200 million between them. And of that, about $5 million is supposed to come to Polk County. What was the proposal for Monmouth in particular? Well, they, they, what they really wanted was to do micro shelter somewhere because there, there's been these proposals around. Well, I, and realistically, there's been there's been people working on this issue for quite a while before this money was even there. Um, there's a church out in Dallas that they have a house there that they've been renovating and trying to make it livable so that a family can come, uh, one family at a time can come live there. It's kind of a transitional thing. Um, you know, this Grand Ronde, and I'm not sure exactly who it was in Grand Ronde, but they did some micro shelters earlier this year. It's like four of them, um, and they've been having a, a lot of a lot of success with that. But this one, they they wanted to find one that they could do a bigger micro shelter and do it in one of the cities specifically, um, and so they were as when they when they went out to say, okay, could anybody help us with this? Is does anybody have land available? Is anybody you know? There were two groups that that came to them. Um, Christ Church United Presbyterian, sorry, it's Christ Church Methodist and Presbyterian United was the one that said, yes, we're willing to go forward with this in your timeline, because it was a pretty quick timeline, as we all know. Um, and so that once they said, yeah, we're, we're, we're willing to go forward and just look at it. You know, the idea was, um, we'll just, we're, we're willing to look at this. So that's when they said, okay, well, um, Let's do some micro shelters there, and they brought Church at the Park in, and um, they thought, "Hey, let's let's look at this." They, that's all they were going to do. Let's look at this. Hmm. Christ's Church Methodist and Presbyterian United they own a plot of land that is essentially a grassy field in the middle of Monmouth. How has it been used in the past? How is it being used right now? Um, it's being used, people use it as a park. They see it as an open grass field and they think it's just a park. I mean, I've heard, I I actually, people sent me the, the, or somebody sent me the, the deed for the property from like 1950 something. And somebody basically uh, sold the church for next to no money and said, use this for some sort of church thing. Um, people use it as a baseball field. People use it as a soccer, a soccer field. I had somebody email me say, oh, this is definitely a baseball field. It's definitely a baseball field. Uh, it's really not because part of it is if you're playing baseball and you get hurt on it, it's the church's, you know, church's land. So the church is at, at fault for it. The church never kicks anybody off of there, but people use it for that kind of thing. And they just assume it's part of the community as a park. And it's not. There's a park a couple blocks away. But there was some sense of community ownership that, that this was a public park, uh, which seems like that, among other things, that that's complicated and already complicated situation. There was a lot of backlash for this micro shelter idea when it became public. Can you give us a sense for the arguments that you heard? Well, you know, the the backlash came before the church really even had the information that they needed. And that was a big sticking point. I mean, I was out there with the pastor, Steve Mitchell. We're standing out there at the field with one of my with one of my photographers, Abigail Dolans, and we're you know, looking at this this woman who she has a child in the preschool, and the preschool has you know, the the preschool that operates at the church. They rent space there, and she comes out and says and is saying, "Hey, uh, 
you know, what's, I want to, I want some answers. Um, you know, there's this, uh, are there going to be, be people, sex offenders here? Are there going to be, how are we going to keep them separate from the kids who are playing here? Um, and the church didn't ha- Pastor Steve didn't, ha- did, he just didn't say anything because he didn't have the answers. Um, people, be- they just assumed that this is going forward. This We have to fight this. We have to fight this. There was such backlash that people are going to the city council. Realistically, the city council had nothing to do with it at that point, and they still don't. Um, even if even if they apply for, for you know, citing, basically, there's nothing the city council has to do with it but the city council want you know they they said oh yes we want to be in, we want to engage people in this they didn't really have a role in it and people just i just the negative backlash i did hear from some people on the positive side too saying yes this is good we need this but uh, the truthfully most of the people who said yes this is good we need this they don't they're not the ones who live there people who live around it were just upset as all get out they just assumed that this is happening that they're just going to do this tomorrow and that wasn't the case. The church was still in really, really, really preliminary discussions about it. And then after those preliminary discussions, as you reported just about two weeks ago, the church board backtracked. After initially voting to to move forward with the process and to look into it, they then said, no, we're not going to go forward with this micro-shelter. What was their reasoning? Um, well, you know, from part of what, what I heard from the, the pastor was um, – that that the it, it was a lot of the backlash because a lot of that came in really heavy and they you know people attacked the the church they attacked the church board they attacked pastor steve mitchell in particular quite a bit um they're saying oh you're money grubbers you just want the whatever it's going to be sixty thousand dollars from renting out this piece of property they were making all kinds of claims about you know the all the things that the that the about the church and i i think they just it, they saw there was too much opposition to this here and we it's not going to be a, it's not going to end well i mean even if they wanted to fight this and and keep going it was going to create a lot of pain in their community i think that was a big part of why they backed out and said okay we're 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 done and they never you know that was the funny thing was they never committed to doing anything they just committed to listening and talking about this <laughs> It was a Salem-based group called Church at the Park um, that was going to be running the micro shelter. They already are doing that at two different similar sites in Salem. How are those sites working? Uh, from what they tell me, it's working pretty well. Um, they have one site that that uh, well, actually, they had they had two sites, and then one of them closed, and then another one's opening. And but the their program is is not necessary. It's it, it's it's more in all encompassing than some other ones that I've seen through the years, like pre pandemic ones. Um, I saw one out in Silverton where there was just, they didn't have all the wraparound stuff, you know, like the transportation and the, you know, the, basically the infrastructure, you know, the, the, the helping people with life plans and helping people figure out, okay, here's how we, you know, here's how you get, going to the next step um they have all this these these wraparound things that it's done very well i mean i've heard i've heard statistics thrown out about how well they're they're they've been helping move people into i'm not going to say permanent housing but it's more support to to you know like either 
assisted housing or something, you know, uh, like uh, an apartment or Section 8 uh, housing or something like that. And it's been something like 72%, if I remember correctly, but I probably don't remember correctly, um, that they've got that they that they helped move in. Um, you know, uh, oh, here it is. Well, they had 592 people in 2022, and of them, 271 moved into permanent housing, assisted living or rehabilitation centers, according to the according to Church of the Park. So it's been pretty successful so far. Um, that's why this was the group that was chosen, that they would have been the ones operating this. Can you give us a sense for the timing and the options now for, for this state money to be spent and some kind of new shelter to be up and running, um, given that the, the plans for the one run by this particular church have fallen through? Right. So the the money's still there. It's still 1.6 million bucks from from that out of that 200 million dollar allocation that's sitting there for this project. Um, obviously, it's not going there. It's not going forward in Monmouth, but the money is still sitting there. That money has to be sent, spent by January 10th of 2024. So it's pretty quick. You got to spend that money. Um, the the thing that and the thing that really made you know, Church at the Park go forward pretty quickly with this whole proposal was House Bill 2006 from the 2021 session. And that, from my understanding, um, it was it would basically bypass some of the land use stuff. And if you if you hit certain benchmarks like, um, you know, providing restrooms and complied, complying with building codes and that and being in the urban growth boundary, you would have gotten to skip a lot of that. And it, it's it was the design of that, as I understand, it was to speed things up so much, you know, just as long as you make the decisions, you don't have to go through the whole, you, you can't appeal it, you can't, you know, you don't have to go through the public hearings and all that. But from my understanding, that has now sunsetted, that suns that that basically went away July 1st. Um, so now if somebody wants to build one of these, they're going to have to do some land use stuff. And that's not easy in this state. And but it's still the goal, and if they don't find one of the a site in rural Polk County, they could still go do and do this say in in rural Marion County, or you know it has to be spent in one of those. But that one point six million dollars is still sitting there. Now, my understanding is that they have some certain they have some sites that you know other people came forward with, and after Church at the Park had already said yes, we're we're willing to go ahead, and because Church at the Park is willing to go ahead, that's how they were able to allocate the money. So they've got other sites they're not really ready to announce it tomorrow but you know it's not like the it's not like the 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 problems going away bill paler we're we're out of time we've got to leave it there but thanks very much for joining us it's bill paler reporter for the statesman journal we'll be back after a short break at a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.